YouTube will kill us. The YouTubes. It is what it is. Every single show starts with this. It is what it is. It's crazy. And after all this time, it still keeps happening. Hello, everybody. Good evening, good evening, and welcome back. My name is Jay Ryan, and I'm right here at the kitchen counter. You wouldn't know it, but here we are. Hello. Uh, we have got a good one for you this evening. We, uh, it was a crazy week last week. You know what was going on. Uh, but this week, we're here with Jack D. from the Big Z Zuffenhausen. We're talking Zuffenhausen tonight. It's coming up in only a couple weeks. And uh, we've got the guy who thought the thing up here in the chair tonight. Uh, also, the Stiglitz here. And, of course, the people, the reason you tune in. The missus in the chair over here. You're on Instagram. Thank you for that. Canadian Mike is not, not, repeat, not here, uh, at least yet. He is, um, uh, he's doing some, some wrestling stuff in Vegas. <laughs> he really is. He really is. Uh, well, it doesn't matter here. It doesn't matter where we are here. Start the show. Uh, two minutes. Get your drinks. Go to the bathroom. You got Will here to uh, start it off. See you in a few. everybody welcome back good evening uh, that's, i don't know what's happening with me today that's a mess what else is new welcome back it's tuesday september 27th 2022 the fog is starting to roll in here and it's a lovely night um 
We're back. Uh, hello to the missus. We have got uh, Jack in the chair over here. We're going to be talking to him in just a couple minutes. Uh, the Stiglet is in the house as well. It's the back of his head over there. You're more than welcome to pull that one over if you need to. This is nice. Nice. Selfie cam. Uh, and great. You have my old uh, late show badge from when I snuck my way into the intern program back in the 90s. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Uh, okay. So what's going on tonight, boys and girls? Uh, well, we've got... Uh, how do you pronounce your last name? Marion. Okay, I was pretty close. Okay. Dear, I was, I was saying Dear Marion, and yeah. somebody once said Dear Marion, <laughs> and it sounded <laughs> like to me dear, like dear <laughs> that's what I heard. That's what I heard. No, that's right. probably not what they said, but it's that's totally not what I heard. that difficult. I've seen a lot more difficult names. Yeah, my letter J is harder than yours, Jeez. but but I was pronouncing it perhaps wrong. Confused on how to spell it. Yeah, you need that. How do you spell J? <laughs> Well, that's ironically the problem. No. I tried to make it as easy as possible, and it didn't work at all. Exactly. Although I realized something the other day. I've been going through my whole life telling people, when people say, what's, uh, what's your first name? I say, Jay. What's, uh, what, what do you, what's your middle name? And I say, well, I don't have one. And I'm thinking that I've been going about this wrong my entire life. I think that I should reposition it all to be my middle initial is J. Right. No questions. Last name, Ryan. And I just don't have a first name, which is, it raises its own questions, but it's easier to answer. We could think of a name today. Well, I was going to use just Mr. Because that's what I have to use, like to book an air flight, an airline ticket. I have to use MR space J, Ryan, to use it. It's all about me. Hi, welcome back. Anyway, tonight, tonight, you should have a podcast. You're a good interviewer. Um, uh, here are the hellos, the hellos. Uh, gosh, we have to talk about the Sunny show just very briefly. Sure. Uh, I yeah. think you, you, you knew Sunny too, right? Yeah, I've met him up there. Yeah, yeah. Newcombs, but obviously I don't come up to Newcombs that much well, because work. of my uh, problems at work every Friday. Yeah. Friday can problems? You be, just own a business. I know. Fridays can be either hell or it could be a very quiet day. And actually, I was trying to come over there this last Friday, and uh, it would have been a good one. Yeah, that's I what even, I was going to talk about. Yeah, I even texted Johnny uh, Lieberman and said, "You're going to be there. I'm going to stop by," and then I. Got to work and not. If you leave. go to work first, you'll never come. Oh, exactly. Ever. I, I got there and I just couldn't leave. So Johnny did come up. Uh, yeah, he told me. You know, it's funny. I, I'm glad we're talking about this because I wanted to talk about this. It uh, it was the most breakfast club feeling, old school breakfast yeah. club oh, day, yeah. in the days of new school breakfast club that yep. it, that it's that's ever been. It, it really. It, I don't know if it was people staying away out of fear or respect or what, you know, because we have this right. whole kind of mountain family hashtag right. thing right. and, you know, visitors welcome. And that's about Angela's Crest. It's not about Breakfast Club. Anybody can come to Breakfast Club. Right. All are welcome. But it's felt like people stayed away and it felt like a respect thing to me uh, across the board. And I just want to say thanks to everybody, period, simply for having it in your mind. We couldn't get this effing thing out of our mind for yeah. a week or so. It was sad. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, until things are done, you know, you gotta get your loved ones buried, and then you gotta talk about it with every just all this stupid stuff. Right. Um, so I just want to say thanks to everybody who uh, who did come. There was a lot of faces we hadn't seen in a while. Derek Whitaker was there, yeah. which was great, um, and then there were some uh, you know old schoolers who were there just the week before that uh, don't necessarily come two weeks in a row, but couldn't not be there this time, like yeah. Kevin Yee, you know, uh, yeah. and and other folks. So. Um, it's still on. It's still going. You know, uh, everyone still loves each other. We're still going to drive and get the nature in the mountains. Just take it easy. Remember Everybody says it's not a racetrack. Our... It's not a racetrack. No, it's not a racetrack. This but road will kill you. Respect 
Respect the road. Respect the crest. Exactly it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so it was... the humble beginnings of going up there. It was just a few of us. There was... Okay, Five, it was six. a couple motors. I mean, it was, it was the two of us, and then it was like Jose, and you, you came shortly thereafter. I mean, within the first six months, there was maybe six of us, right? right. Five or six, right. maybe. That was it. Every week. <laughs> Yeah. And, and it was the and it's become such a great great i don't want to call it an event it's just a gathering of porsche or, or uh, car lovers let's say yeah i still uh, call it a porsche event too even well, though all are welcome because um, the old schooler was it's it was all the porsche people who drove right. those cars on the mountain right. and that was the other cool thing was it was a thing before before we called it a thing it was just all these people who simply did the same thing on fridays they all wanted to get out of town and go yeah, stretch their cars legs mostly older cars back then right. and uh i just think of you know george puckaber uh up there in, in his old r group car and his big white beard and i think of Derek whitaker and and uh and jose and the targa hot weather weather or cold his There's dog chewed through the some, fender at one point some people that we just ran into there the Stiglitz, right. the Stiglitz family. That's how we met them. They, they they were already doing that because they sure. lived in the area. Yeah. Right. It's a very local uh, family thing, you know. Yeah. And we're kind if of. If you want people to hear you, they're not going to be able to. You got to pull that we're, up. We're really we're not glad. really to that portion of the show, but right, I do right, want right. to hear what you're saying. We're really glad that we have Angel's Crest right here. There's we people as that drive. Drivers. I mean, we're local to it, right? I mean, right. I'm right up the street in yeah. Pasadena, so. Um, yeah, it's very important. I mean, I think from our beginnings of um, the Porsche Club, you know, when I was in the Porsche Club and I was president at the time, and uh, we did a, a ton of events up there, you know, drives up there. It was Absolutely. just it was just like almost every weekend or every other weekend. There was always something. Going up there. It was just just part of it, you know? Yeah. I, do you feel like it was – I mean, I, I we – have seemed like it was mainly motorcycles in the old days. It was. And then sort of... It was, remember? The older Porsches and stuff sort of infiltrated and then maybe as new oh, as ours and then the right. newer ones. And then the, and now it seems to be more cars than bikes these days. Do you yeah, find that? I think so. I you mean, do? before it was all bikes and bikers and you kind of felt like weird, you're the car guy rolling in there. Yeah. And they'd look at you like really weird. And yeah, you're taking up too many like, spots with your car. Uh, okay. And yeah, that was... It's definitely a biker spot. Just like when you go to uh, uh, Malibu, you know, you see the, the bikers at their yeah. little hangouts, and you roll in with a car, and they're, like, staring you down. I think of the irony with, like, that place used to be dead. I mean, they, you know, they they shut down to three days a week in the old days. When well, we first Friday, started Saturday, going, Sunday. it was dead. That's what I mean. Then it used, it to, it used to be open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? That, right. Those were their hours. Right. And then they ended up cutting up Thursday because nobody ever came in, and they were going to cut Fridays too, right. Right. except for we started coming in. And they did right. it just for us for like five, six, maybe ten, a dozen people. Exactly. And I don't think they even broke even, but they used to do it. Can you – the irony now, they yeah. shut the doors, and the amount of breakfast burritos you could sell now. Yeah. It's Call sad. it a $15 burrito. Crush had a breakfast truck or something. Take it up there and – Make burritos. Yeah, we're not allowed to do that, unfortunately. A lot of people have suggested it. You're uh, not allowed to? No, that, our agreement with them isn't. I don't know if the forestry service would allow it either, come to oh, think I of see. it. But uh, but our agreement with Newcombs is no setups. Um, right. Uh, but I think that uh, I, I really hope something happens with it. I really hope something I really happens with it. Because I sure so. would love to have breakfast up there again. Right. It's a destination, and it's cool to hang out, have breakfast, have some coffee, and spend a day there. 
I mean, that's, yeah. that's the thing. And Get away from L.A. for a I little bit. I can't. It's amazing how there's a lot of people out there that could probably easily buy that place. You know? I <laughs> wish I could. Nobody wants to. I mean, I've had a lot of people in this chair, and Want. nobody wants to. I've asked Leno. I've asked it's Magnus. All the regular usual stuff. But it's suspects. definitely not. There's no return on your investment with the amount of money that they want. There's no way that can be uh, attainable. I mean, there's not going to. You have to be. It's, it's got to be some sort of write-off. I was going to say, I don't even think what they want is so bad at this point. I think it's what you'd have to do to it to make it whatever you would need to make it to right. have it make that kind of money. Right. You know, it, like, it needs like to be if a it breakfast was the, spot. If it was the passion project that it for somebody that it was for the previous owner, and I don't right. mean Freddie, I mean his dad who came upon the place and said, I got to have this in my life right. and bought it. Um, it needs to be that kind of person. You know, he was a doctor. He didn't need the money from the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we do have those people, but nobody wants the headache. At least that's what the people, people who are sat different in the chair today. Said. You know, I think they're different. People, yeah, there's a lot more different mindsets. I think of people, they rather just worry about themselves than oh, business-wise, you mean, or just in yeah, life? Just in general, I think. Just general people are a little more reserved to their own, confined to their own uh, self. You know. Well, I think you're right. I think I mean we've the social media and everything. You can have whatever you yeah. want, and you. You can cut out things you don't want. Life didn't used to be that way. You used to have to tolerate the things that you didn't want in your life because of the person in the grocery store or the guy at work or whatever it happens to be. Nowadays, you just up, unfriend or block them, and then you stay in your little paradise, right. and then everybody's comfortable. Yep. Is that what you, you mean? I mean, yeah, that's even like with family, though. It's kind of like with family. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. It's kind of like with Sorry family. When, when you had family that was always together – you know, 20, 30 years ago and, you know, cousins and uncles and aunts who always did things together. And now you got everybody that you live next door to each other and you don't even see each other anymore. Yeah. Society has changed. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I mean. Kids have changed. They're all in this now, right? That too. You that, used to have to go get it in the real world. That's and the now worst, just all worst evil that we've ever had is the internet. The start of the internet, basically. And that started the whole, you know, personal phone, personal yeah. computer. It seemed like the smartphone for me. I liked the internet, but it seemed like when the smartphone came out, that's when everybody considered right. themselves smart because I have the world's information. Everyone was yeah, good but without hunting, the internet, but they haven't have necessarily this. exactly. That's oh, sure, that you're going the that point. Far back. That's the point. This is one I forget who quoted that said, "The internet will be the end of it all." I think it, it was the Unabomber, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't Ted Kaczynski. Uh, <laughs> he was against all that shit. <laughs> yeah, maybe he had a reason. Well, it's uh, it's Terminator, right? It's uh, it's all it's basically that. Now, while it's not robot shooting at us yet, it is. Uh, it, my phone makes decisions for me that I don't want it to. My car, whenever it's a navigation, so we're on the same thing, page here. Oh, I'm a luddite. I can't. I, yeah. I, I, I love this technology because of no, its I love great technology. uses. But I don't like the living in beta. We seem to no. live in beta now, and I, I grew up in a generation where you didn't put it out until it was tested and proven and ready. Correct. FDA approved. <laughs> Even that's sketchy now. <laughs> oh, it's, nothing means anything anymore. That's why we're in everything is everywhere all the time. Yeah. Did you see that movie? Everything sure. Everywhere All at Once? No. I feel like you would like it because you're young. You got the brain for it. Your brain might explode. It almost broke mine. <laughs> it's I one of those. I haven't seen it. How were you with Inception? The Inception? dream one, yeah, the Christopher Nolan one, the dream one. Um, I don't know that? if I saw it. Oh, okay, I'm not sure. How are you with that kind of a psychological like mind I, bender? I like it. Some yeah. of, some of them hurt my brain. <laughs> yeah, 
music make me think too hard. Exactly. Um, all right, all right. Quick pause here. We got some viewer right. mail. Well, not a pause. I mean, you're here, but let's. Uh, I got to do some viewer mail, and then since we were talking about Sunny, let's do that first. Actually, sure. Um, a lot of people, you know, <clears throat> on the show the other day, we talked about how much of a. Um, I don't know how how influential Sonny was up at Newcombs and how much of that property he touched with his art or his donations or his volunteering his time or whatever. One of the things Sonny always used to do was change the flag up at Newcombs. And believe it or not, this no, is yeah. the last remnants of the flag up at Newcombs. Checkered flag. Hmm. Uh, we took this down the other day uh, in his memory. Also, I mean, you might notice it was time. <laughs> Wow. But uh, we went and bought a new one. So oh, nice. on Friday, we're going to put a nice new one up in Sonny's memory. I think we'll sign it or something and throw it up, you know, sign one of the corners or mm. something, some kind of nice little tribute. And uh, as I recall, he used to have to do it about once a year. So I bought a couple of these from Amazon, and uh, that'll just be our job from now on, I guess. But uh, I love that. To Sonny and Raja, we got you covered. Yep. That's the coolest. <laughs> Single tear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, now, this stuff. All right, when we were leaving GVBC the other day, now this is a weird one, too, because I have a feeling that people left these for Sonny and Raja, but somebody gave these to me uh, when we were leaving GVBC and said, oh, they just found me. They were on the log over there. And I was like, well, don't you think maybe somebody left them as a, well, no, they would have put them down at the site was the logic. Uh, these two GT3s are here. If they were H, there were some children at GVBC the other day. I thought maybe a kid might have left them. If they are yours... I, holy crap, they drive themselves. Did you know that? Holy moly. <laughs> and they're not electric. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you would like these back, by all means, uh, I'll have them. Jeez, uh, uh, I'll have them at GVBC on Friday. If not, if they were left for Sunny and Raja, we will put them down at the site. If you don't care, then we're likely to put them in the studio here somewhere, but I'm likely to put on them Sunny and Raja somewhere as a memorable nice. thing, as a little tribute. They'll, they're here somewhere. Right. Uh, so whatever. Okay. Back to more toy cars. This uh, I found in your wheelchair thing just because I was looking for this wheelchair thing. This happened to be in yours from Christian James Hand. I want to give a shout out to Christian James Hand. He's doing another show in a couple days, uh, first week of October. Go to his Instagram, Christian James Hand, to find out when that session is. It's going to be a good one. And it's here in town somewhere. All right. This is from <laughs> every time. I don't know how this started, but every time uh, I leave Breakfast Club now, there are Hot Wheels in the car. <laughs> and uh, I didn't used to collect Hot Wheels. I guess I do now. The <laughs> wall is filling up over there. In the beginning, it was Magnus gave me some of his. And I thought, oh, that's so cool because it's, you know, it's, a, a, it's somebody we know has a Hot Wheels. You know, I don't know. In my life, I've had Hot Wheels, but I've never known We're somebody getting who owned a the Jay car. Ryan Hot Wheels, <laughs> number one. That, I think maybe someday that would be great. Um, I don't know that we're there yet. There, yeah. Oh yeah, let's put it in the universe for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, since then, um, our buddy Frank has just been loading us up with Hot Wheels. Ah. So here's a blue GT3 that showed up the other day. Here is a very cute wheelchair that I guess is a real extreme. Uh, sports person's wheelchair i guess there's a real disabled whatever i don't think they made this up that would be a weird thing to do and then this is exciting but i don't think i'm supposed to t i want to put them i want to play with them but i don't think i'm supposed to take them out of this nice package here back to knight rider look here's kit and car i don't know does anybody remember you probably don't you're not old kit. enough to remember that car was the evil kit 
Theoretically, Ooh. Kit was a prototype. The Night Industries Ooh. 2000, right? That's what Kit stood for. Night Industries 2000. Uh, and then Car was the Night Automated Roving Robot or something like that. They can't, you know, halfway through the season, they're like, you know, this is cool and everything, but you know what would be better? Two of them. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Love you, buddy. Very nice of you. But please, stop doing that. You don't need to. I'm going to have, my collection is going to be bigger than yours soon. And I don't, I don't need uh, any more God, I love the love. I'm so grateful for the love. And Christian James Hand. And then some guy, this felt very old school too, um, before like every social media influencer ever came up to GVBC. In the old days, it was just like old school photographers. And somebody the other day was taking Polaroids. Mm. And I thought that was pretty cool. Just that was cool. Nobody does that right. anymore. So here's a picture of the group there. Right. And a bunch of them. I saw a couple f- yeah. going around. Oh, oh, more than one guy, you mean? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Photos. Oh, he was taking more than one. Right, so there's a guy taking Paul photos. Of everybody. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Excuse yeah. me. It's frightening. <laughs> Too close on me there. Uh, yeah, you got David Heenan here. You know David Heenan, mm-hmm. and uh, and you and uh, JC. What's JC's real name? Jamie. Jamie. Yeah, Jamie. It is Christ, though, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> when I was. <laughs> I was a kid, JC was the big guy upstairs. Those were like the religious people. I was like, oh, talk to JC. He'll fix your problems. Okay. Do we do it? All right. Oh, oh shit. I got to. Uh, sorry. Excuse my language. <laughs> I got Can we do an East Coast feed tour or should we do it a little bit later? Take your time, man. You want to talk about Zuffenhausen? Whatever. We started you want. talking right away. Whatever you want. Let's do talk about Zuffenhausen. We'll come back to the East Coast feed. There's nothing important happening there. East Coast. Yeah, I just mean they're not actually live, so. Whatever it is, we'll keep. <laughs> um, all right. So you brought it up before. We met in like 2015 or something like that. We brought our yellow right. car to you. And uh, before that, I think, where did we first meet? That's the question. Do you remember? I kind of remember. Oh, tell me, because I probably don't. Do you remember we were in, um, uh, God, what's that area? Right there in the, um, on, off of uh, Foothill. Not Tahunga. Sun Valley? Sun Valley. Sun Valley. Somewhere out right there. There's a Mercedes car show. Do you remember? Uh, I think I know. That, I mean, the area is where, like, L.A. Dismantler is and where, and where well, Singer no, is. Well, this is closer. You're talking about uh, Sun Valley, but I think it was in uh, Tahunga. Okay. So we were at a um, – uh, it was a Mercedes car show that one of my employees put together. I remember this. Remember uh, Anthony? Yeah. Anthony is Great the, guy. Curly hair dude, yeah, um, great really kid. good guy. Didn't he end up uh, going to like to leave, left for college or something? Didn't he? Yeah, he left. He they're in Arizona now. Okay, but anyway, yeah. So, I anyway, so he, he, it was a charity car he show. He created a, like this little charity. It was really cool. He put this car show together. But we had done Mercedes work previously thing. with that charity. It was for Autism Speaks, right? Which was the benefit of that. And so, so it stuck out to me. And I said, right. well, it's not really a Porsche, but let's go to this thing. Right. And then you pulled your 50th anniversary up because you right. had your whole tent and everything. Right. So that was that. I believe was the first day we've ever met. And I think you're met, right. I think we met right. there because it was non-Porsche related. It mm-hmm. was like, but you came with your Porsche and you saw a Porsche guy. And, yeah, you, and we, we hooked next up. to yours. And yeah, we, you know, we became friends. We started hanging out. It was some good times. Absolutely. I yeah. forgot about that. Anthony yeah. was a nice, it was the, yeah, Mercedes SEC Club. SEC, there I you totally go. remember That's that because he gave me the sticker. I, right. My little autistic brain can see the sticker and read it back to you. Uh, wow. So, so, and then, for, but from there, then, uh, very, very specifically, I have two memories of your business, scientific motor, right. scientific 
Engineering? Automotive. automotive. Scientific, scientific automotive. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One time, we hit a rock on the crest, and we dr- leaving Breakfast Club, right. and Jose was behind us, and we didn't know what to do. Like, two fucking bunnies just for oh, the first time. Like, well, there's no signal. There's no nothing. Do we? What do we do? And we decided, well, the tire was chewed. Maybe I can save the rim if I drive on the bead and just right. drive out of there. Mm-hmm. So we drove down to your shop. Right. <laughs> On Walnut in Pasadena, from the crest, from about, from like Redbox. Wow! And uh, all on the, all on the tire. like twenty, like twenty miles on the crest, and then whatever the five miles or whatever it is at the bottom. Wow. And uh, and I just remember going to you, and you go, "Oh yeah, we got that." And I, <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "We got a wheel for that, right?" And you, you yelled off to one of your guys, maybe Anthony right. or maybe somebody else, right. and we kept in the back, and they went and got a Porsche. A wheel of the same style as ours, only it's a black. lobster, a lobster wheel, but but it powder was coated powder black. coated black, yeah. so it even looked like a like a space saver. No, it looked like <laughs> a, a rugged, tire. like a race wheel to me. Right, and I even put a little scientific sticker on it because right. I I just thought it was so cool. Right. Uh, but anyway, but you set us up while I went and had to, I had to go buy more tires, right. <laughs> obviously. Right. Uh, and it was it was the beginning of a beautiful friendship, and then that was a few years ago, and then most recently right. we had just done Yellow Car 2.0, first ride out from this show, telling everybody, oh, it feels great, let's go. We drove and we hit another rock, a big, big, big oh, rock wow. this time, took out a whole bunch of stuff, oh, but wow. namely that that wheel. And we knew what to do, thanks to you last time. So we went and did the exact same thing again. Put Good. the same black wheel back on the car for a day or two while we went and got a new... Actually, Another we time. needed a new wheel that time, too. But, yeah. Right, right, right. And uh, it's so great for us to know that you're at the bottom of the hill. Because, like, that's what a Porsche support the crest uh, vehicle kind of needs to know. Like, all right, well, if something goes down, do I need to right. call my guy in Costa Mesa or... If there's an actual guy in Costa Mesa, I'm sorry, I'm not making fun of you. I just Orange it was County. a geographic geography joke. Yeah, I'm talking too that much here, sense. but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I was really, really grateful. Not a problem. And it allows us to do it every single week, knowing that, like, all right, there's a shop that will take care of us at the very bottom of the crest that we know we can get to. Last Thank time you, you weren't even absolutely. there. Absolutely. Thank you for being Probably. part of the family. Absolutely. Thank you. That's it, really cool. it wasn't even you. It was your team last time that took care of us. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You were out sick. You were out sick. How long ago was that? Can I say why you were yeah. sick? No. Oh okay. well, yeah, why? You had the had you, COVID? Had, you had the big C, yeah. Oh. So that's whenever that I was. I was home for a week. Six or... six months ago. <laughs> Probably a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if you're allowed to politically tell people you got COVID these days. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I just got a I just got an email from Uber today <laughs> saying you no longer need to wear oh, masks to Uber. No more masks. Yeah. Oh, they're finally getting smart. I started taking Uber only a few months ago, and there have been no masks. I no know. one has they been wearing masks. They haven't enforced it, but it's been all in their apps. You know? oh, okay. But I just saw that today, too. That was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. So how We're did you – so you loved Porsches, and that's why you got – that's why you made a business around Porsche? And then we'll get to well, that? Well, no. I mean, um, I bought my first Porsche when I was 18, uh, right out of high school that summer. Uh, I wanted a 914.6. So that was my first car, and once you, once you buy your first Porsche, you never look back. I had a '65 uh, Mustang Fastback, Oof. which today would be like, man, I wish I had that car. <laughs> so I mean, very similar to the uh, 914.6 too, both of them. Yeah, they're both, both pretty them. good uh, today. 
So I was a Mustang guy, you know, I had a 289 four-speed top loader. Two, you know, it was just a hopped up, you know, fast car. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Mustangs didn't handle and they didn't stop very well right. at all. So we, we, we played around a lot with drag racing back in our, our time, you know. I mean, time meaning Is this in, LA? in high school. Yeah, in Pasadena. Okay. So, you know, we had our little uh, club and people to hang out. I guess my point is so, you've been part of the L.A. car culture for that long, your whole life. My whole life. Yep. I mean, I grew up, just to take you back, I mean, I grew up in my dad's garage since I was 10, probably. And then grew up in that, just wrenched and worked on cars. I built that Mustang when I was 14, 15. Holy crap. So I drove it to high school when I was 15. No license, no nothing. Holy and my crap. dad let me. I, that's the funny thing. Is like Today you're like, <laughs> hey, Dad, I'm going to build a car. And I'm gonna hop, it's gonna be the fastest Mustang in Pasadena, and I'm gonna go drive it to high school. Is that cool? Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Knock yourself out. So yeah, I mean, it was you know I've started off at a young age. Yeah. Tinkering with cars. I don't know if I knew that about. No. I, no, I knew you. I th I thought you built for some reason. I thought you built the 914. I didn't realize that right. you bought the 914 after having built the Mustang before even being yeah, old yeah. enough to drive. Yeah. I yeah I was driving before I was old enough to drive. And um, I've always been a car guy, so it's never, never changed. Um, but, you know, once it's funny, you look at uh, Steve McQueen. I look back and go, you know, Steve McQueen had a Mustang Fastback. Oh, then yeah. he got a Porsche. Oh. And it's all like Natural relative. And, and it's not even, there's a few people that I know, or uh, that's their beginnings of always having a hot rod like that hmm. and then getting into Porsches and then. I've never looked back. I mean, to me, a Porsche is really the best car in every way. Uh, why do you say that? What is it? There's not another car manufacturer that can stand up to Porsche's record of being a street car and race car on the weekends, you know? Yeah. Um, the, you know, the, back in the day, did we have BMWs? No, they weren't that big of a deal at the time in the 70s and 80s. No? They weren't really race cars. I mean, they did have race cars, but it wasn't a thing for the street. Gotcha. For the street to build, you know, a hopped-up car. Now mm. you see a lot of 2002s that are really yeah. cool. See, I grew up in Connecticut, right? so we had Lime Rock, so that's all that was cruising out there was those little built 2002s, right? the 320s, yeah. 325s, stuff like that. Right, because I remember a friend of mine had a, two, uh, uh, what do you call it, 78 320i. Yeah, and That was I love their it. first iteration of this really cool little sports car. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's far from having a 911. I mean, Oh, compare. it was not the same. If you drove so, a 320 and then a 911, different. What, what I grew up in... Uh, you had a Corvette, right? Mm -hmm. You had a Porsche. Mm -hmm. I mean, who bought these cars? Your typical, uh, you know, your doctors, your Dentist. lawyers, people that had the money Architect. either bought, you know, a Porsche or they bought a Corvette, right? Those are the two hot cars. Then you started getting Z cars into the, you know, picture. Uh, BMW did. Do you have... like Z cars? I can't believe you brought up Z cars. Do you like Z cars? I've always liked the old Z. 240Zs, yeah. I think, are very cool. If any, I can't believe you brought up. Amazing segue. I got a message from my buddy Mike yeah. up at F40 Motorsports in Connecticut, the Wayne Carini place from uh -huh. uh, Chasing Classic Cars. Um, and they just got in a, a 240 with 
insanely low mileage all original mm-hmm. and he asked me he's like if you know anybody uh, <laughs> and I, ta- I told him those to sell are, it back to Bruce Bennett who owns Bob Sharp now and this thing was delivered to Bob Sharp Nissan those are really cool cars that are really not completely appreciated yet but they're yeah. going to be yeah I agree with they've you they've already people are restoring them um, it's a great but car it's not very hyped yet you know I, what I liked about the Z's was like Porsche that was minimal there was kind of like only what you need and nothing else yeah, it was a minimal gearbox, and yeah. you know you felt the steering and you felt everything you d- you drove. Um, I mean, not all cars were like that at the time. No, though. not even. I mean, Camaros and all these other cars were yeah, they were okay, but you know it was just different times. You didn't have sports cars. Mm. You know, you didn't have German cars in Pasadena. I grew up in Pasadena. Uh, there was no Rustneck Porsche at the time. Right. Uh, Rustneck came in like. Way later in the like the later '60s, I think, mm. um, and then Mercedes uh, was not a big deal to have back in the day. It was very few people had old 280s and 250s. That's wild and stuff like that. And, yeah, it's all the shit. And I, I grew remember up with. working on some of that stuff, and uh, uh, just different different times. Now look yeah. at it, Mercedes, BMW. You know, and then you got all these Lambo guys and Ferrari guys. <laughs> well, don't, it's a different thing. Is that funny? Yeah. I think they are funny. But um, Well, I like that um, there's a stereotype that they all, that, that, that a lot of people seem to live up to. It's yeah. weird. I, I, I don't uh, I don't know. It is you know what what's it is. funny is the matching outfits and everything. Right it's now, adorable to me. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not making fun of it. I'm just the like. The Ferrari guys or the Lambo guys? That's more the Ferrari, the Ferrari guys. guys. That's more the Ferrari guys. They're the guys. older guys. I mean, the Ferraris are cool. I mean, they're great cars. Don't get me wrong. They're all great cars. I would love to have a Ferrari, but I'm not done collecting Porsches yet. Yeah, you, know? you don't strike me as a Ferrari guy. What would you have no. if you could have a Ferrari? Right now? Yeah. I mean, say money wasn't an option and you no. just, oh, I've, I've got the one Ferrari I've always wanted. Ferris Bueller I think car. I 360 is beautiful. Modena? Modena. So you like the modern Ferraris. That's when, that's yeah. the, that's to when me, Ferrari that's was over that for me. modern. That's pretty basic first one without a grill first one without the prancing pony it was oh, all yeah. modern and well actually the one the one that i want to get and i've been wanting to get it's been on my radar but i haven't pulled the trigger and now they're going up in price like crazy is the uh was the um the 308 dino i like GT4. that gt4 you know yeah, of course so the wedge looks, one with a, the short overhangs i love correct. that car magnus so got one it's yeah i think so so i think that car is just beautiful People don't understand. Look at the style. Look at the design. It's totally 70s, Pinafrina-type design. I agree. You know? And it's it's been underrated for many years. Now they're going up in price. My issue with that car is I don't fit in it. I like it a lot yeah. to look at it. I just don't fit in it. I'm too tall. Is it the headroom or the legroom? It's the legroom. I end up looking like, – well, it ends up being both, but uh, right. uh, I look like a dancing bear. You know, I mean, people say that about 914s, and they say, oh, that's a small car. In well, fact, a 914 has more room than most 911s, early 911s. You could fit you a leg taller – legroom. You could fit a taller – well, it depends where you're taller here oh, right. or your legs are longer, right? Okay. But, but generally, a 914 has more headroom than a 911. That's just the way I think the seats sit – flat on the floor 
I think it's the same problem that, people, that I run into in the Ferrari is that I need the wheel to come to me a little bit. You know, you need a little oh. spacer in the wheel, and then I think it'd probably be okay. Because then I get a little bit of knee room, too, by yeah. having that. Otherwise, yeah, i got to sit totally, uh, what do they call that, spread Stanley or whatever spread that, man-spreading? Oh, spread your legs. <laughs> yeah, man-spreading. Around the steering wheel? Like, well, kind of. Like you're driving a bus? Yeah, because my legs are, so, my, you know what I mean, to get to the wheel, right. my legs are so long that they end up doing that butterfly thing. Yeah. My knees are in the air, you know. Yeah. You don't have that problem. No, I'm short. <laughs> I don't think of you as short either, but you don't have the problems I'm talking about. I'm average. About. Uh, Jesus. All right. So you'd have a GT4 so after all that? I would. I would. That's still like want the affordable one. one. And that's technically now they're like fifty, sixty thousand. I think you the, could have uh, bought them for twenty, twenty-five thousand. Oh yeah. Now, the old, all day. The and, old. Uh, the old Dinos were. But they uh, need everything. You too. buy one, and you, you have to go through that whole car. Yeah, you do. I mean, you would have to reconstruct everything. I mean. The way I would do it, you know, I would start off with the whole body, the shell, build it out, clean it out, and just restore the whole car. I think even till later on, that car is going to be something to keep. You know, it's a beautiful car. That's the thing. I agree with you on the design of it. I genuinely uh, like the design of it again because the minimalist been a nature. Guy too. Oh, that's that's another good-looking car. Pantera, that's better-looking than the GT4. Do you like the early Pantera or the later? Uh, you know, the body style, one was kind of leaner and sexier and one's beefier and muscular. the one that was flared out, the GT5? Probably. Yeah. I like the clean, bone stock looking. Okay. Nice wheels. Am I wrong about that? Didn't it change at some point? Wasn't there like an earlier Pantera and a later Pantera? They added more okay. support bumpers, like most five-mile-an-hour bumper. Federalization yeah, stuff. stuff. And then they added the wing into it as well. Then there was a... There you called, go. Maybe that's wing, it. And that was called... And that was a kit I think you could buy. I had a friend of mine that had a shop, and uh, he built a. That uh, might be it. He built a Pantera, and he created that GT5 kit to it, which is gives it fender flares. <laughs> Your buddy created the kit? No, no. Oh. They're buying them from some guy in Orange County that was strictly a Pantera retailer. I got you. Know, you. Parts. So you could take your Pantera and make it a GT5. It's got this really weird, you know, the little angle wing in the back. I see. I love it, and I love how it sounds. I love how it looks, but I've heard, I've heard they're they're not that great. I've driven one around, like I haven't driven one. Old seventies, old seventies cars, right? even old Ferraris like three fifty fives. What is it? What's the other one? What's the mag three 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 oh eight? Three oh eight. Go drive a three oh eight or a Mondial. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you would hate driving it. I have driven both of those, stiff. and I like. I, I don't There's mind. There's no power though. steering. And the gearbox is just really hard to shift, really hard. Again, it, it depends on who's done it. Because Pinstripe True. Chris has worked on his own, and it's it's incredible. But it's the you only one that's like Chris? that. Very well, yeah. Good. Do you? He's awesome. We've been chatting on Instagram. We've been trying to get together to talk about Zuffenhausen, but you should. We're He's... trying to. I'm trying to get him there. I would love him to be there. Pinstripe Chris. Chris, are you here? <laughs> well, it's October. October twenty second. Twenty second is the date. Be there, Chris. Yeah. I think he's a. He's incredibly talented. Oh my God! I I look at his Instagram posts and and just see how he starts drawing and building the car. It's just incredible. I think he's very talented. Every time it's like Bob Ross. Every time I I look at the beginning of the video, I go, Oh, he just ruined it. And then by the end, it's like <laughs> this masterpiece. It, he smears it with paint. I'm yes. Like, and then he makes something. It's just incredible. But then it's right? a masterpiece. Isn't at that the great? End. Yeah. 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 He's great. All right. And that's well. We'll have to talk to him. I don't remember why I just brought him up. <laughs> About the Ferrari. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got a 348. Okay. And he worked his own gearbox on that. And he, he, he's 
like a, a lunatic about right. it, and it's perfect, like brand right, new. Right. But then I drove a 355 back to back, week to week on that, and right. that was technically a newer car and had the same slop you're talking right. about. Right, right. Well, they're just generally uh, harder cars to drive. They're not so comfortable. They're not. Yeah. You know, you do drive a Toyota pickup truck from 1986. And they'll drive like it's a dream because the gearbox is smooth, the synchros are smooth. I remember we could drive those and not even sh press the clutch. We could shift gears in a Toyota. <laughs> no joke. If you just timed it right, slam just shift. No, no slamming. Just first, second, third. It'll go in. That's their gearboxes are incredible. Wow. And I that's still the tell, synchros that are that. Yes, no, not I even. still tell people the best cars in the world. And these are the old Toyotas because some of the new Toyotas aren't as great as the old Toyotas. I just love hearing you talk about Toyota so passionately. No, go on, no. go Toyotas, on. I think, are the best cars, best car built, built cars in the world. Yeah. So how do you feel about Lexus? Same thing, just fancier? Well, obviously. I'm, okay, just making sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just no. a fancy facade. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, obviously. I mean, Come on, really. Jay. Um, yeah, they're great cars. You, I mean, you can't knock a car. If it's really good, it's good. Yeah. Simple. I agree. I agree. Pinstripe yeah. Chris painted this. Oh, nice. That's why it looks like our car. Yeah. It's one of those Luft toys like that you get at, uh, at, the, like at the dealerships. Right. And then he nice. painted it to look like ours. Isn't that wild? Very good. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think if he's available, I'm sure he'll come to your event. Yeah. Yeah. We've do you want chatting. him to paint something there or just show Whatever up like for a meet and greet? Do. It'd be nice for him to, yeah, to show his art and maybe sell some art, you know? Oh, I, I see. Wanna, I want to buy one. He's, uh, his stuff's great. He's been in demand a lot lately, though. Right. It's, a, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about Zoof. Let's talk about it. How did you come up with this idea? And, we're, and stop talking past the microphone. You can talk, right. you can be wherever you want. All right. make the microphone I'm not used at least to this stuff, you know? No, no, you, but, you, um, you stay comfortable. Well, Zoofenhausen, it just, it was a slow progression of um, ideas. Um, obviously, there's, uh, I think, from the beginning, you know, I've been a Porsche guy since I was 18. And for me, um, I just worried about work and did my job and loved Porsches and kind of stayed in within my circle of, uh, you know, people in this community. But after joining the Porsche Club, I think it really kind of opened up doors. I met a lot of people. You meet people from other cities, counties, other mm, states. Yeah. And it kind of opened me up as far as looking outside the box and just really networking with a lot of people. And during that time, uh, you know, we did, uh, the, you know, Porsche always, Porsche Club does their Concours. Mm -hmm. And I've always looked at their Concours and never really liked the way they, sorry, Porsche Club. And I still don't like <laughs> the way they lay out their cars because they're all by classification of judging rather than, being period correct of this era Porsche, this era mm. whatever, you mm -hmm. know, whether it's a oh, 911. So the way Porsche Club would lay out their cars was, you know, by their categories. So like spit and shines over there. Yeah, spit and shine, and full concour, whatever. So it didn't matter uh, what car was in that category. They all were judged the same. So let me give you a simple example. So I joined the Porsche Club in 2014, 15, when I bought my 50th anniversary 911, right? Oh, no kidding. And, you uh, became president very quickly then. Yeah, because you join the club and they want you in real quick and they, <laughs> and they jump out the faster. <laughs> so 
in the six months that I was in the club. It's like the no, end no, of really. Indiana Jones. He's like, oh, you're here to vanquish me. No, <laughs> it was really seriously just like that. Um, literally joined the club mid-year. By the end of the year, I was vice president all of a sudden. <laughs> vice president. There was no like. Oh, they made you vice president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. oh, you know, there's a seat available. <laughs> that pushed me into vice president. You know what happens when you're vice president, right? Well, you're up for you're president. You're up for president, right? <laughs> and what's funny is these folks that were in the club and they were so nice and everything and showed me how to do everything. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, the next year, where are they? And they they're gone. Call them? No call. No no return calls. Nothing. They were gone. But anyway, to make a long story short. The Porsche clubs have been a good thing. I mean, there's definitely a lot of fun. You meet a lot of great people. We met a lot of great people, through right? And have, oh, and yeah, continue and, to. and that's yeah. kind of, I'll be honest, that's how it, I mean, I've been in the Porsche business since, you know, 1983, right? Since I started at Scientific. <laughs> and you joined the Porsche Club in 2014. 30 years, 20, 31 years later? Yeah. Why had you, why? Well, was for, Porsche Club was generally for why did old you people. Wait so long? Because I had to wait till I got. To 50. It's like ARP. <laughs> I, I got the ARP card and I got my Porsche, a new one. No way. Right? Oh, right. No All way. the same. No, I'm just kidding. That's hilarious. I'm still not an ARP member. You're okay. hilarious. So I get those mailers. <laughs> right? I get yeah. them all the time. I'm like, mm. you know, we see all that gray. You better sign up, son. Getting there. So anyway, make a long story short. So I'd, we did. So I went to the um, first. Uh, Concord at it was at the Art Center Porsche Club put together. Oh wow! And I had my 50th anniversary entered in the new car category. Something oh I got a nice new car. I mean come on who's gonna top this car right? And then <laughs> I entered my yellow Carrera. I never the, understood new cars in the Concord. It's like so if right. a guy comes straight here from the dealership without even right. pulling the plastic off, he wins. What's right. the deal? No, it's it's it, see that's exactly what it wasn't. So then I entered my yellow Carrera. You know, I figured that's going to be a tough one. I got to clean it really the Targa? good. Targa, oh, I love right? That car, yeah. I love that car. It wasn't. It was noticing your Targa in the poster for Zuffenhausen that made me realize. Oh, I know all these cars. It was all right. all people we knew. It was very yeah. cool. Great yeah, job. you saw the poster. Yeah. Well, we so, put it, we posted it today. Yeah, that poster. We'll talk about it later. So at the <laughs> at the at the at the PCA Concours, so I entered the car. And uh, my 991 lost to a 1988, I don't know, 98, 98, sorry, Boxster. So this car is like 20 years older. It was cleaner than mine. You see, it's all about, to me, and I, they can kill me if they want, but it's all about housekeeping. How clean is the car? That's what so you say. They docked, no, it's the truth, That's what though. they say. They docked me for... Grass, you know, the art center grass is really not grass. It's like it's, really dry, yeah. like weeds. Yeah. So yeah. there was like little pieces of that on Needles. the carpet. So they docked me for that. They docked me for gasoline around the gas cap. And I lost to a Boxster. Okay. Gasoline around the gas cap? Yeah. So oh, I said, wait a minute. That's ownership, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, when I, when I judged the San Marino. <laughs> not gasoline, but like they, they stick their little white finger... In yeah. the, around the gas cap. So, yeah, no, I but I always make Marino, sure. I'm so OCD that I always make sure that area is clear. <laughs> like, I'll wipe it no, down. I'll make sure no, no, it doesn't no. drip with the hose first. No, and then if it does drip, I always make sure I wipe you it. You don't understand. They would get you for <laughs> yeah, what no, you but, think is clean. 
Oh, they still get me. I see. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, and like when it comes to the wash and shine class where all we judge is how clean it is. Right. Oh, you're like, a judge. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, I judged the San Marino one. And right. the thing with that was like. No, no. Look at us. Every he's, little. Look at us, cameraman. He's so. <laughs> he's confused which camera to look at. I know. Just tell us. Tell us. So, yeah, no, we would look at like every little piece. And like there was this one guy with the GC3 who almost had a perfect score. And I noticed, like, just on the, like, the water seal where the rubber was, there was a bit of dust. And so I had to dock him, you know, and you dock him point one. And the guy right. was like, oh, I almost had a perfect score. You know, he was, like, so unhappy and ended up winning anyways. And yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. It's ridiculous. <sighs> well, that's what I found. It, was so, the, it wasn't just the judging of it. It was the people right. who went for the uh, awards really liked what they were getting. And then well, people got it, – it, it was, like, so much politics. There's a lot there of a culture. lot of politics involved with the piece. And here's today. the thing. I think I – think the Porsche world, these guys that build these cars or they restore their perfect 911T or 911S, they enter them in many shows and they want to get as many awards as they can. This way, when they sell the car, oh. the car is all about... No, I'm not joking. I this never is, thought of that. Well, that's the game. And and uh, I looked that at that... That makes so much sense, though. Like, you just unlocked my brain for why people are acting the way they act because I never put that together. Yeah, they do that. It's, it's kind of like but that's what it's the, the amateur version of Pebble Beach, okay? So Pebble Beach is really about the big hard hitters, right? Mm -hmm. The hard hitters that are building million-dollar cars, going, winning Pebble Beach Concours, and then selling the car at the auction the next year or whatever for $8 million. I don't know. I mean, it's, whatever it is, yeah. it's a whole different thing sure. that I never knew anything about because yep. I was just a mechanic, you know? I was just at Scientific doing my job. Um, no, but, the cars have become art, and it's a way to move money around for sure for the for the big players. Yeah, but now it's but I just, look at the prices of cars now. It's stupid. I mean, it's no, you're right, but you bridged a gap for me that I never right. realized before because the behavior was right. um, certainly oh, don't drive your car because you're going to put miles on it, which is going to you're going to get chips on it and all this other stuff. It's not going to be worth what you think you're it's going to be worth. Just the opposite. Now three hundred thousand. You miles saw us. Car. We, we did a fact a windows out respray because we did it through insurance, but it was a. $14,000 job or something like that. Right. And then we took it to the crest every week till now. People would <laughs> never know that car was resprayed from the... <laughs> right. No, I mean, that's just not what we're personally about. Right. But ironically, the car's still worth more than it was when we bought it. Yeah. Porsche values have gone nuts. But the whole thing about... You drive your cars too, though. I do. I, my 50th anniversary has 24,000 miles on it. To some people, it would be like, oh my God, you shouldn't have driven that right. car. Museum. I'm like, why did I buy it? Right. I drove it 1,500 miles in Germany when I when Is that I, right? I did Euro delivery. Awesome. That's one thing, guys. That's one thing I don't – it's it's a bucket list item. And if you ever can do it, and I'm glad I did because I probably can't do it anymore or can't – who knows. But, <laughs> you know, wife, kids, college, school. Life, you know, yeah. Life. Life gets a but, little um, – Yeah, I think, you know, it's but something that's – you recommend people do that. Oh, it's, it's great. Yeah. Imagine you're in your car – you're in another country, and we went from Austria, Switzerland, Germany, uh, to uh, Lake Como, uh, Lake Lucerne, uh, Milan, and then all the way back to Bavaria into Munich. In a car, not only that's yours, but that you custom created right. from the factory right. to be yours. Custom yeah. ordered the way I wanted it. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. But that was such a great, great time. But that's another thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But so getting what back happened? to your question. Would you kill a guy on that trip? What happened? I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> we can talk He's about like, that uh, another time. But the rest we'll talk about off the air. We'll talk later. <laughs> so getting back to your question. 
on how Zuffenhauser was created. Yeah. I looked yeah. at the PCA Concours and I was like, this is, I don't want to see cars like this. I want to see cars in, in its own categories and everything. So when I, when I became the president of the Porsche Club, I changed the PCA Concours. And I started laying out the cars the way I wanted. Hmm. Then you should have seen all these PCA members. It's not, not in the bylaws. Sorry, the members. <laughs> Everything's up. The, at, everyone the up in the members. I bet and they had a like, meeting. This car's not supposed to be here. It's mixed in with this group. And I'm like, so? I go, you have a piece of paper that I tells you. don't know what to do. Just go read. They don't know what to do. They got really pissed off. But Jack, I'll tell you Jack what. Jack almost got impeached. Almost got impeached. Yeah, okay. You, you almost no, got impeached. no. no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They wanted me back every year. But, but um, I think once we did that, our first first show we really did like that was here in the Paseo in Pasadena at the mall. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a PCA event. It wasn't Zuffenhausen. But it is was, the Paseo the Pasadena City Hall? No. Is Paseo is a little mall, and they have a big area where there's a fountain. Oh. It's like in the mall, outside okay. mall. Okay. And uh, basically we did a show there. We did the Porsche Concours there, and but I laid out the cars the way I wanted them, mm -hmm. not the way the PCA wanted, mm -hmm. and it, it created some you know issues with people, but then slowly started getting. <laughs> Here's the thing: you're dealing with. <laughs> no, I know. It's a but. Everyone that I met had a better way to do everything. Of course. So I don't think you. It's a, it's a very difficult to please uh, right. a, a bunch where everybody's got a better way of doing whatever you're doing. Yeah, but after a year or two of doing that, and then you have other regions and other Porsche clubs from around the United States are like, oh, these guys are doing cool stuff. <laughs> Change, and I'll tell you, that. by the third year, our San Gabriel Valley region, we got first runner-up region of the year for, our, for national. You're talking about nationally. Yeah. We weren't first place, but we were first runner-up. And we got that for a reason, because we were doing things differently. And what I noticed with Porsche clubs and regions, all they do is copycat. Oh, they're, they're going for a drive to uh, whatever, uh, Solvang. Or they're going to go to drive. <laughs> so we'll go do that. So we'll go do that. Yeah. And we're going to go to Newcomb. So let's go do that. And yeah. let's go here. Let's go do that. So it was, when I was president, I did a lot I just, of routes that were we photocopies, did a lot of things photocopies, differently. Of photocopies of other people's right. routes. Um, <clears throat> go ahead. So that's the humble beginnings of that. And then, of course, we have all the other shows that... I didn't realize you were in the PCA. If I was what? I don't know why I thought you were still in the PCA. Is Jose still in the PCA? Yeah, Jose's, Is he Jose's still the president? president? Yeah. All right. All right. Jose took sure. over. Just you know. checking in. Jose was very instrumental in all the things that we did together. We did it hand in hand, side by side. He's one of my and, favorite uh, people I met through the PCA. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Jose's a great guy. He's like your brother. And uh, we're brothers, for sure. <laughs> and um, it was just doing that, you know, um, one thing after another. So that's kind of set the ball rolling. And I decided for myself is I need to create a show that I can kind of do the way I want to do it, you know. Oh, I get it now. You get it? Yeah. Okay. I had no idea. Right. I really didn't. Right. Well, it's very familiar to me now. This feels very familiar. Right. It just it's it's all baby steps of you know doing something, learning. It's my phone oh, vibrating. Oh, it's you. Vibrating You're not going to get it. You can if you want to. It's hilarious. No. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's that. 
And then, of course, we have Luftikult, which is one of the greatest shows that we've ever seen. And uh, Patrick Long and uh, Jeff and, and Rod Emery. Uh, and I remember we met Rod and Emery. And Howie. Don't forget Howie. And Howie. Don't forget Howie. Yeah, Howie's a good guy. I always give Howie a shout-out because nobody ever does. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not I fair. It's, he helped create. It was him and Patrick in the beginning, you know. Right. Well, and then, and they then were, it was They were, yeah. And I think Rod Emery's the silent backup guy that says he's got nothing to do with it, huh, Rod? But he's got a lot to do with it, and he does great. He has a lot to do with everything. Right. Yeah, he's a great guy. I like how he got um, up early this week because he's got so much to do. He got up early this week. He's, you know, getting up at 3.15 or something instead of 4 uh, in the morning. Yeah. Rod, Rod, <laughs> I mean, I've been pretty good friends with Rod, and I think I think the first night I met Rod Emery, do you guys remember when we went out to South Coast Plaza together? That's the night you met him? Yeah. You're kidding me. Yeah. No, I do remember that no. night because it was a terrible no. night for us, you know, and I felt terrible that you got dragged into right, it. <laughs> but, it's okay. Hey, we're Her all family, right? Just declining at that point, and when right. things came up, they came up fast back then. Right, right, right. Anyway, so, so yeah, I do remember at, that If night. you look at the last four or five years, I mean, we've met a lot of people. That's what I'm trying to say. We've met a lot of people, uh, people to meet, people to know, you know, uh, to grow that relationship with. Um, I don't think you're right about that. I think you met him at one of your, when you were president, little Saturday or Sunday gatherings, because I took a little video where I just walked around. It was shortly after we had met mm -hmm. you, and Rod came to that. Rod Rod did come to the the first show I did at Paseo. It was a PCA event. I mean a tiny little thing. Remember there was like maybe seven or eight cars there. I did a little video. Where were we at? a tiny little thing. Just a parking lot somewhere out there. (laughs) No. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Jose could probably tell he came to our uh, breakfast. It was like Porsche breakfast, Club. but there might we not have been a breakfast. We always did breakfast at, um, it was always either Coco's restaurant or or uh, whatever. Um, That's what it might have been, Coco's. Well, we invited Rod Emery to come. Yeah, and it was but he all, did. It was during that time. Yeah, Rod's a great guy. I mean, he's always been there for us, you know. Um and uh, that's when we met. But but see, I re- remember because I had met Rod, but I really didn't know him. Oh. And, and we were, I was like, In that's video, why I was kind of like. You guys look like buddies. That's why I was gung-ho about, hey, I got to go talk to Rod and I got to meet Rod. And so then I'm like talking and you're like, we got to go. I'm like, dude, oh, I'm talking to Rod Emery right now. I you got to leave me alone. <laughs> Terrible. So sorry. So me and Rod hit it off. I mean, Rod's going to do the show in a couple weeks. Come yeah? back. You can both be here. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it was uh, every Every day, every month, whatever, something new. You know what I mean? And then, um, and then Michael Dolphin, you know Michael Dolphin. Oh, another so wonderful Michael person. Michael Dolphin and, um, uh, had told me, hey, we're going to help out with the club. We're going to do this Luftikult, this Patrick Long was doing. We're like, oh, yeah, we've been to all the other ones. You know, the, I'd never gone to one because I think it was raining that day. It was, uh, it was in um, Culver City, right? Was it Culver City? Or it was right here, the valley. <laughs> There was a handful. The first one was in first Venice. One, the second Venice, one was in Culver City. Yeah, yeah. Then the third one was downtown at Modernica. Right. So I remember the first one, um, I was with my yellow 74, and I'm like, heater don't work. It's raining. It's cold. Or something was going on. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, don't feel, I didn't feel like getting up and driving to Venice. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go. And I missed it. You know, it was a really good event. Uh, and then after that, it was at uh, Culver City at... Uh, at that uh, Bandito Brothers. Bandito. I think that was that was a very and, cool and, little I know production you guys company were talking space. about it with Patrick the other day, and I think to me that was really the really cool one. Oh, yeah, I, I like that the best. Yeah, because it gave you that whole feel. Everybody was like everybody knew each other. You had your cars there. It was just all about car culture. 
It was the uh, right size too. It was the right size. It felt like an I mean, art installation. It, 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 bigger's better, but bigger's not always better. But um, it was just cool, you know. It was just a hang, and you know, people. Uh, the design space was pretty cool. It like was their very actual nice. offices. I really liked the fact that. that there were cars in the offices and exactly. everything. It was neat. Yeah, what's funny because I had met, I saw, you know, obviously Jeff Swart there on that second one, and what's funny is Jeff Swart, uh, many many years before that. Um, he shot a commercial at my shop. Oh, you're kidding. Scientific. So I guess it was a Pennzoil company, oil company, was doing a commercial. So they, they had scouted my shop for, you know. To make I it always, look like a gas station or something? Yeah, it was the old the old shop, not the one that you've been to. Oh, okay. Before, we had an old an old shop, but um, I had remodeled it. It was really nice. Um, but um, so they had done a, a, a commercial there. And. I didn't know who Jeff Swart was. I right. Mean, I mean, you didn't know. What's funny is, um, you know, we get there in the morning. You know, they set up. They spend all day setting up. They shoot a quick 30-second video that takes them five hours, right? Of course. Which is great. And uh, then because half the shop was open, the other half was closed, and they did a shot of a guy pouring oil into a old 57 Corvette. And it wasn't even a Porsche. It was a Corvette. Um, and it said... Uh, Mechanics know what oil to put in their car. Mm. So Jeff Swart was there, and I didn't know who he was at the time. And then I figured out who he was, and sure. it just kind of made sense. But what's funny is he, he's he so big in so many shop. careers that it's hard to necessarily but Jeff's know. Jeff's such a quiet guy. He walked into my shop and uh, looked around. It's all Porsches, obviously. It's kind of like what he's about, but he never really expressed it. But he saw my yellow 914-6 sitting in there. Oh. And he just looked at it and walked around it, looked at it, and guess what he had? Of course, a yellow 914 first six. car he ever bought. Right. So, um, and then when I saw him at Luft 2, right, so I said, hey, Jeff, remember me? I was, and he remembered. And he was like, hey, how you doing? Start talking to me. And it was, just, it was just all about getting to know these people. So at some point through your Porsche career or whatever you've realized right. who Jeff Swart was and you go oh my gosh that's the guy who right. did that commercial yeah. at my shop way back when yeah, he never ever said who he was or yeah he's a very humble guy and he's not gonna be a, oh yeah I'm the Porsche guy I, I race Pikes Peak you know <laughs> no the fact that he's you a, had Porsches gonna... is probably why he didn't bring it up right you know what I mean mm-hmm. he probably yeah whatever that's awesome yeah. I love stories oh, it was like cool that. so it's just so foreign to me that you were in it so long that's and yet you saying. only got in it in the way that we got in it at the same time that we got in it but look at look at that's today, what we, though. We just, I mean, we jumped into the thing. I know, know, but you know what's funny is 30, 40 years ago, it wasn't as big. I mean, nothing was that big. Cars, gatherings weren't, that, like, they didn't have cars and coffee. You right. Know? There was no such thing as a cars and that's coffee. True. There really wasn't. Right. In fact, I did two shows at my shop, the old shop. I think it was 2000 and, I want to say 2005 and 2004 or something. I did literally a little get-together at my shop. We mm-hmm. set up a few vendors. We had a tire guy come out. Motul came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had a little car show. And that's way before Cars and Coffee even existed. Yeah. And people liked that. They would come hang out, you know? Community. Um, yeah, it's all about community. Fostering and that's community. the whole thing of Zuffenhausen is, you know, creating something that's not just Porsche Club-like, you know? I wanted it, first of all, to be... All about, and it's it's right on the name too. The cars, the people. These are what it's about. It's about you and your car, and then the place has to be very unique and very nice. 
and I, you know, I got the liking of how Luft was doing that too, as far as a place, you know, it has to be artistic. It has to be creative. You know what I mean? And that's very important. So you kind of take a bit and pieces of everything and put it together. Am I trying to copy Luft? No. You know, Luft has its own place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Luft has its own place of what he does and what they do is very unique and very nice. But you're literally not copying Luft either. There's a lot of people that are out there kind of doing other versions of a, you know, whatever. And your show literally isn't like Luft. No, I, I... like the I cars wanted, aren't set up that way. It's not that type of thing. No, even it's though not. you focus there, on there's it. more of an artistic, uh, you know, uh, display of their work. You know, whether it's Rod's cars or very unique race cars or one-off 911s, I mean, 911 R's. Just, I don't know. It's just different. It has it a different sound. time. Yeah, it takes time. But um, I mean, that's that's great. You know, and just I want to <laughs> do something for everybody to everybody come out, and that's what we're doing with Zuffenhausen this year. We're doing the same place, um, but we're doing a night event. Oh, so wow. So it's going to be a nighttime event. It's going to, cars are rolling around five to six. Interesting. Everybody sets up, vendors set up. Um, so we'll have vendors, and I want the vendors to be there too. People that build parts for cars, people that sell Porsche parts, or maybe not just Porsche parts, but have it part of a community. You know, give the community that limelight also yeah and you know when people are walking around they can go to different vendors we're gonna have food trucks we're gonna have we're gonna have wine tasting we're gonna have a beer garden um it's gonna be really nice we're gonna have obviously a dj you could we're gonna put on nice 80s music it sounds like a like they used to do first fridays in venice where it's basically a street fair it just happens to be be like i've always said create like a um you know, Oktoberfest. Yeah, right, it right. It doesn't right. have to be named Oktoberfest. I mean, you can always do something oh, call it Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. <laughs> Oktoberfest. Then everybody in, shows uh, up in the things with September. the leader. Yeah, some people have threatened me they might wear their lead, leader hose. In, <laughs> Who made like, that threat? Who made that I threat? I don't know. <laughs> some people we don't want to know. We don't want to see. <laughs> no. Don't want to look wants at to some see me in leader six husband. foot guy with the uh, hairy legs and his shorts on. Well, that's the guy who wants to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> You could you could wear it, Jay. No, I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy. Yeah. Um, okay, so is there judging at Zufanama? We're gonna have cars that are gonna be judged. Okay. They're gonna be wacky different. Do people categories. know there, or are they just up no. for judging simply they by showing know. up? Like they'll get a thing on their car. Oh, this is exactly most dirty or most uh, right? most whatever. I think last time we made up some categories like the most slammed, you know, looking sure. car. Or the, uh, you know, I think... Uh, so it's for fun, though. It's not... To, yeah, people don't need to take it too serious. seriously. No. Beautiful. I mean, it should be about, you know, hey, that's a cool car. Right. And that's unique. And that's funky or whatever. But it shouldn't be about how clean your damn car is. You won't need to clean your gas cap. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you still got a taste in your mouth over oh, yeah. this thing. It's hilarious. Yeah. I had no idea. I and could see your face. And that's kind of taken me to the other level of... You know, let's have a real car show. Okay. You know, something you can hang out and have fun. And uh, that's all. And it's obviously it's a passion, right? Yeah. And uh, these cars are for all of us. If if Porsche gets in your blood, it really does. And there's not much you can do about it. And people are like, well, but you're a car guy, right? And I'm like, well, no. You know what's funny? I kind of used to be a car guy. Now I'm really a Porsche guy. I've got a friend that is not a car guy. All right. And it's funny because. 
he just doesn't understand. So he sees me <laughs> running around trying to prepare, do everything, get things ready for the show. He's like, man, what are you doing? He goes, why, do you, why are you doing it? He asked me a question. I couldn't answer the question. Because it's it like, doesn't make sense. Right? Why would we I mean, be doing it? Why goes, do we do the things goes, we do? Why are you doing it, the show? I'm like, I don't know, I guess. Because <laughs> it's not to make money because you no, lose they money. No, never, they never make money. I'm sorry. But, but, but inside you, you're drawn to do it. It's right? that if you build it, it's, they will it, come. Yeah, I'm sure my wife doesn't understand it either. She's like, why are you doing this? Why are you going through all this? You're going to do this and that and you're going to lose money. And I'm like, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. But do you see it's the passion? Yeah, and yeah. people don't do understand that. They don't get it. Well, people who don't aren't passionate don't no. get it. Correct. I would imagine other people with passion probably love it and yeah. support it. Right. Well, that's Porsche people. Same so idea. luckily you've got your audience. We do. We have a great audience. I think uh, we've built a lot of friends from, from Orange County to the other counties, you know, all of L.A. Um, it's a great culture out there. The Porsche people are good people. Yeah. How has the Porsche culture changed since you were a kid till now? I mean, L.A. anyway, specifically. Since I was a kid? Well, I mean, since you bought your 914, at how old were you? 17? 18. 18? Right out of high school. I mean, that it was a different Porsche culture then than it is now. I think, and what's funny is, you didn't see a whole lot of Porsches back then. And I think we were, we were building cars, uh, you know, turbos, slant noses, I was building back in the 80s when, you know, there was no Lambos and Ferraris. Or there were Ferraris, but they were collectors, right? Right, right. But when you went you to a restaurant, right? Huh. You went to the restaurant or you went to the nightclub and they parked your car in the front like it's some $300,000 Lambo. Right. We got treated that way. Wow. Now? Even you know, in your 914. No, the 914... Not many people really understood what it was. You they had thought to know it was what a, the six was. They, they didn't know what a six was. They thought it was all a nine fourteen. I had Volkswagen car, but no. When, I mean, I had. If I don't know if you knew, um, Dan McLaughlin was a guy in Burbank. He had, and he was in the studio business too. I don't know okay. if you know. Um, he had a shop that created all the fiberglass bodywork for all the IMSA GT racing cars. <laughs> wow! So he built. Slant, you know, all the 935s and 934s, the, the 908s. I mean, he, he even had, um, what's his name's, uh, nine, uh, 917 at his shop. So he was a fiberglass. He built bodies for all these race cars because they obviously need race bodies for spares when they go racing because they right. get, you know, hit. But um, so he created the first slant nose body kit in fiberglass. Hmm. And... I was one of the one, two, or three people that had it. Wow. So I worked a lot with Dan. would go there and, and, and you know, and I, I, at that time I was still working for Scientific. I was still an employee. And uh, Dan helped me a lot. We built this car, a slant nose. Oh. It was a red slant nose, um, turbo, uh, turbo look, right? Um, and I remember going, driving out to Newport Beach, uh, right there off of PCH, there was a factory nine. 30s. It was called a 930s mm -hmm. uh, turbo. It was like a hundred and twenty thousand dollar car back in 1985. Is this in the window at a dealership? Yeah, at a dealership. Yeah. And we're like, oh, look at that. That's oh, the yeah. real deal. And we got the fake one. But you know, but back then slant noses were in. Yeah. You know. And uh, so I had a. It was a 930 body car initially, um, and then you know I crashed it. Uh, 
on Santa Monica Boulevard. You were a kid. <laughs> in the rain. Yeah. Oh, it was raining really hard one night. We are out going out at night, and, and this car in front stopped and, you know, tried to swerve out of the way. And, you know, back then, you had no ABS brakes. And right. Old Pirelli tire, old Pirelli P7s didn't really grip well. So it just slid and, and hit the car in front of me and knocked out the two headlights and the fenders. I'm like, perfect slant nose. Now I know what Candidate. I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> so, and it'll never happen again. <laughs> yeah, I'll go right under the car <laughs> yeah. next time. But, um, yeah, so then the slant nose was born, and we did that, and it was a great car. So, so I don't think I realized till this story, though, that you didn't start Scientific. You worked there no. and then bought Scientific? Yeah, let me give you a little history please, on Scientific yes. Automotive. Please. Roger Bursch, his name is Roger Bursch, he started this company back in 1958. Um, and I, there is talk it was in 1953, but by 58, they started doing Porsche cars. Um, so all the guys from Pasadena, all the little, you know, rich folks that had a Porsche, I mean, you didn't have a Porsche unless you had the means to do that. Mm -hmm. So they had people coming from JPL and Caltech and, uh, the name of the shop was Roger Bursch automotive at the time. And it wasn't scientific. And, um, so the name of the shop got changed based on Roger's ability on how he built these cars and tuned them. And he had he had his his let's call today you have a scanner. Back then you had a big oscilloscope. Mm. It was a sun scope and mm -hmm. it was the size of a wall. Wow. It was probably bigger than that wall, like probably like six feet by eight feet, and it rolled on an I beam, you know. And um, so he had one of those and nobody else did. So and somehow he would hook his, that up and he, he would tune up, based on he the... He basically takes the little, uh, little uh, cords and he plugs everything into the car and, you know, to the coil and to the spark plug wire and, um, and uh, to the tailpipe measuring Amazing. the fuel. So we had a live working dyno. So Roger was very well known on dyno tuning. And so when he dyno tuned the car, he obviously got maximum performance out of it by tuning the carburetors, rejetting them. Mm. Uh, setting the timing, uh, adjusting timing, and uh, basically the curve of the distributor, mm -hmm. if you know what that means, sure. is how the distributor advances and how quick it advances and how far it advances. Isn't so that what we used to adjust by doing a little tiny Well, track? that's the final result of <laughs> oh, timing. <okay. laughs> but what happens inside the distributor, okay, um, if you can understand, when a car accelerates, it needs more timing in incremental stages. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. You set the static timing, but the the distributor. It's not uh, just a curve and correct. not just a bar. So curve. right now everything's done with a chip, right? So I mean, look what I've gone through learning from my beginning of understanding how a distributor works and how a carburetor works and the fuel and the and the the jetting and everything. Everything together has to work. So when we said we tuned your car. Back in the day, you really tuned the car, right? All right. So when a car left, it ran better than it ever did coming in, and you had to tune these Porsches every ten thousand miles. Yes. Nowadays, you tell a person to change oil every ten thousand, they they squall. A new car, yeah. They're like, oh, why do I gotta change oil, or why do I need to do a spark <laughs> why do I have to plugs? Do anything, yeah. Why do I have to do anything? A car runs fine, because cars did go out of tune. Mm -hmm. So everything was so mechanical that. You basically had to adjust things. Absolutely. And today, people don't understand it. They just can't understand it. Well, that's you what know? I was talking about the Ferrari ownership before. If you're the person who knows how to do all those tinkerings, right. then you're the guy to own a Ferrari. But right. otherwise, if you're just going to go drive the piss out of it, it is going to be in the shop all the time. Right, right. 
Yeah, Ferraris have come a long way. I think Ferraris are. I'm talking about those old ones. You know the old ones. ones? Yeah. Pinstripe Chris. He old he does his own tinkering, and that's right? why his thing is so good. That's good. All right. So Pinstripe Chris got to come to Zuckenhausen. <laughs> yes. But Definitely. but 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 Bursch, I know, is the exhaust company. Correct. So, Roger Bursch created an exhaust company, and it's called Bursch Exhaust. And so he built. So not only did he tune the engine and everything, he said, we need a better exhaust. We need. So once he does all that work, he goes, I can still make this better. Right. So you look at history. Roger Bursch built a 911S back in 67, and he raced against Vosik Polak and kicked the butt, the doors off of Vosik Polak's race car. Wow. And they protested it and didn't know how the hell did this little guy from Pasadena build this car, and he must have cheated internally in the engine because all they had were a two-liter flat-six motor, and it was all in Roger's tuning. It was in his carburetors, it was in his exhaust, yep. and his distributors, and he made that car run. And the guy named Alan Johnson uh, was the driver for that car, and Alan Johnson later became a, a Porsche dealer owner. owner. Um, if you Roger's friends back in those days all became ownerships of a dealership. Uh, they actually offered Roger a dealership, and he turned it down. Like that was their pay. That was their instead of like yeah. stock options or whatever else. Right. Like, oh, we'll give you a dealership. I think back then Porsche wasn't represented, and they needed people that were like, oh, well, we want to sell you. We want to sell our product. Here you go. You know, hmm. they gave you that. They they knew you. They liked you. They gave you that option. The franchise hey, or whatever. We're gonna give you a franchise, yeah. and we're gonna let you sell these cars. It's kind of like when my dad came to this country, um, he had a gas station. But my dad was a um, furniture builder from the get-go, all right? He, re he recovered furniture, that. my dad, yeah. right? So that's what his trade was. But he always tinkered on cars. He worked on old Alphas and Jags and stuff back at home. And uh, so when he came here, he was always tinkering and working on friends' cars. So my dad was very handy on cars. Um, so when it came, I don't know how... Here's an immigrant man that came to Pasadena and a Texaco gas station said, hey, we'll give you a gas station. We'll put a full load of gas in the ground, oh, right? To get sell you going. It, to get you sell going. it and pay us. That's what it took back then in the 70s. Wow. In the 70s. So my dad did really well at that time, you know, doing that. But um, that's how everything was. So. Porsche, there was no dealerships. I mean, there was nothing. It, it, that's, that's how Roger was, and Roger was a pioneer in what he did. So he created that exhaust company, mm -hmm. which today Sierra Madre uh, Collection uh, has taken over, which are doing a great job. I love that. Um, yeah, Sierra Madre is doing a great job, at, and they're recreating the headers and everything, which we have on all our new cars, too. That's so Our cool. old cars, our new old 911s. You, you, um, is that scientific, or is that a different version of scientific is that the back shop who makes the 911s you're did... talking about um smg oh smg i mean is that all right so um scientific automotive is obviously the the shop right yeah and that's the beginnings till till now now what's funny is when we have been doing our thing for 20 30 years we're always been known to be the uh the old Porsche shop, you know, the old, old car shop. So then when we started building, working on new cars, people are like, oh, well, you know, they don't know the new cars, but now then now we're doing all new cars, right? So now all of a sudden, 
people are like, well, do you do old cars? Oh, so they've forgotten it's about the fact ways, that yeah. now now they're looking at going, do you do 356s and early 911s and 912s? Yeah, we do. We've I've been doing that from the beginning. But I think SMG, uh, I created that. It stands Motor, for Scientific Motoring Group, right? Motoring Group, okay. Right? So same idea. But I created that to kind of identify just the air-cooled division Oh, okay. Of scientific. Same bit. It's just a, Same for business. identification purposes. It's not a different location. Great. It just, you know, my passion right now is to probably move forward and just doing older cars. So I'm trying to just build up that name and uh, create that identity that scientific's always had. But to the people today, they only really know what you're working on today. You know but, I mean? but when you say uh, our cars have these Bursch exhausts on them, you mean, you mean these these SMG cars that you're, that you, right. That you the build. older, uh, air cooled cars. Okay. Like we, we redo, you know, the engines and restore the old 911s. Oh, not even just the ones that you build. I mean, you're talking about customer cars. Customer you cars. suggest this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I got So Bursch is building. I'm new... sorry. Boy, long road. Apologies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Jorge and, um, Eric, uh, you know, Eric. Uh, yes. Eric Williams. Eric Williams. So Very they're talented. designing these new headers, for these early 911s, which is a great product. Eric was just by yesterday. And uh, we go, you know, we work hand in hand and we're, we've put on probably four or five sets already awesome. of that exhaust. And they will be there at Zuffenhausen. Super they will cool. be there. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, these, you know, I think Porsche cars don't end, you know, whether it's new or old. Oh. Right? Yeah. No. It just, and then there's no other car company that can say that. You know, they can't. It's a great thing. It's funny you mentioned the Porsche and the Vet. They're the two that are still, like the 911 and the Vet are still around in right. some, some way anyway. I don't know right. if we count the new Vet right, anymore. Right. I feel like that's a different car. Yep. The Vet is dead. Uh, oh, you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, okay, so Zuffenhausen is on the 22nd. How do we get tickets? How do people sign up? How does it work? Well, you can go on to Eventbrite and Zuffenhausen. This thing is Zuff3, Z-U-F-F-3 on Eventbrite. And you're in. So general admission is free. Really? Uh, yep. It's oh, wow. Totally free. Yeah. It's, it's an open platform. You know, everybody comes, whoever wants to come and hang out. It's beautiful. Everybody come. That's amazing. And if you want to display your car, you know, in the... In oh, the, I see. In the, uh, <laughs> right. Terminology. Okay. Right, right. Go ahead. So if you want to display your car in a, in, in, in a displayed area right in front, and you know, there's a fee for that. Sure. And then we're going to be opening up a second parking area, which is going to be a little more reasonable. Okay. Some people complain. So there are options. Some people complain that 100 bucks was a lot of money. Here's what I just car. heard. There were options at different price points. That's what I just heard. And the cheapest is free. That's what I just heard. Cheapest is you walking in. Yeah. That's what I mean. The cheap. Right. So so nobody can be upset with that, that the prices no. are too high when the cheapest is free. Correct. Yeah. yeah. We had probably... Put that in your hat. In the first... <laughs> First, what do you say? Who's, who's giving you trouble about the price of Zuffenhausen? Uh, there's, there's always complainers, right? Well, that's life. Yeah, you can't always. Don't tune into that frequency. Right. Just do your thing. Well, what people have to understand is when you put on a venue like this and you're dealing with uh, public spaces and permits and insurance. Permits, and fees, security, the uh, police, you know, and, the and fire. I, and I want people to understand this is not a cars and coffee. You could do a ton of cars and coffee, hang out, and it's free, right? There's no such thing as charging someone for that. But when you're doing an event, and this is an event that I will do once a year, 
So, you know, that makes it special. Mm-hmm. You wait for it. I mean, we obviously couldn't do it for the last two years because of COVID. Right. Um, and, you know, nobody was permitting uh, events like that. Um, so we're finally back, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a good time. <laughs> Did we give all the information for it? Is there anything else people need to know? I don't think so. All right. People, you can follow it at Zufenhausen underscore, right? On, uh, on Instagram. On Instagram, yes. And then There's is no the, website, just Instagram. Right. The website is just go to the Eventbrite, I guess, and type yeah. in Zoof3. Exactly. Fine. How do you feel about this? I've been trying to get you in here for years. You finally yeah. did it. You had a good reason. Exactly. But how do you feel? Are you all right? I feel good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. You didn't seem nervous at all. No, I feel at home with you guys. You know that. That's different. Even here in, in, the, in, in this environment? I love the studio. It's great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember we were hanging out with you guys on the mornings where we said, hey, we're thinking about starting a podcast. And everyone's like, oh, really? What are you going to do? What are you going to talk about? We're like, well, I don't know. Porsche and TV stuff, I guess. Right? Why not? <laughs> so we have some room for you at Zuppenhausen if you want to do a, a live podcast. What, what do you think? Uh, I don't know if we can do a live podcast. What do you think, Stiglitz? <laughs> <laughs> we can get the logistics figured out. I think it'd be pretty cool. Uh, uh, well, it's certainly possible. It's, we've got a month to plan it, right? Think about it. All right. You can get some of the boys out there and chat it up. Some of the boys out there yeah, and chat it up? Your friends. Your friends? My friends. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> your Sharona. It's my Belinda. My Sharona. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. All right. So uh, let's see. And people should follow you at uh, Jack Dear Marion. Uh, uh, it's just your name, Jack Dear Marion, right? And then yeah, scientific. Instagram. Yeah, and scientific. Instagram is just my name, but that's just my personal account, which you don't I don't really follow. do much other than family stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I tagged the wrong account today. No, but then okay. scientific, uh, scientific auto uh, or por- scientific Porsche. Scientific Porsche on Instagram and uh, Zuffenhausen. Okay. It. And SMG Motorworks, there's another one if you want to get into all of them. If you want air-cooled, you know. Yeah. You could see our air-cooled builds, you know, what we do. Um, But didn't you have – I can't remember Mike's last name. I never can, and that's my fault, but it's Mike X-I-I-X or whatever. Oh, Mike Trung, yeah. Is it that simple? His last name's Trung? Yeah. That's it? I can't believe – maybe I just never knew it. Anyway, Mike, every time I see his car, it's so beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. We built that car. That's why I'm bringing attention to it. Yeah, that was – It's lovely. A great car, and – um, you know, really a great motor that we put in there. Um, yeah, Mike, Mike had a vision, and uh, we made it happen for him. It's beautiful. So that kind of started the whole SMG thing. Well, that's why we had it. I think we had it kind of sort of since the last, last Zuffenhausen, but we didn't really try to promote the car or do anything like that. Um, well, it's damn fine to look at right. and to hear. Well, have you seen my new one, the Black 99? Yes. Yeah. Both of them. So that I one, just I happen to know Mike Trunk. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, buddy. <laughs> That's good. Last time I saw Mike Trunk, we saw it at uh, at Sonny's uh, memorial. Yeah, yeah. It's that. Um, all right, so we're not going to do East Coast Feet tonight because we have plum run at a time. We'll do that on Thursday uh, with the Marconis. Oh, speaking of which, Thursday we are back here with the Marconis. Um, but in the meantime, follow the Stiglet, which is the Stiglet. Stiglet. That's it's your only one, right? Yep, only one. Yeah, smart. He's keeping it all in one place. The rest of us smart diversifying our Instagrams are just <laughs> stupid idiots. It's too much stuff to freaking. You can't keep up with all yours, can you? Uh, I can't keep up with all mine. Oh no, I have to pay people to do mine. Do you? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Do you really? That's I smart do. to do for your business. I don't have time. I, I plus I can't. It'll take me 
20 minutes to post something. Like, I think about it too much. Or Once when I, think I, I try to, you know, no, I just, it's not my thing. The young guys put it up there real quick. It's, he's got the brains for the ones and zeros. Right. His channel's great. Uh, do you, is there, I feel like they're skipping something with Zufina. Do we hit all the things we're supposed to hit? We really did? All right. Uh, this I is my so. fear. The average, I'm always afraid to turn it off. We're, we've been talking about so many things. Uh, oh, no, I got to do commercials. That's what it is. Gee whiz, I was supposed to do business earlier, and I almost didn't. We got to do these commercials. Uh, they say all which separates men and boys is the coverage for their toys. What types of toys are we talking about tonight, Mrs. Ryan? Collector Carter. That's right. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? You haven't said a word. We've been doing all the chatting. Awful. I'm listening. I know. That's great. Yeah. MS has not been good. We're going to a new Jeep, trying a new GP tomorrow with you, right? Yes. All right. We'll figure that out. Uh, in the meantime, licensed in most states, St. Clair Insurance shops top providers so you get the best coverage for your toys. Simply check them out by going to www.coverageforyourtoys.com. Coverageforyourtoys.com. Coverageforyourtoys.com. And tell Jay St. Clair that Nicole says hello because oftentimes I cannot. Her legs don't work at all anymore. The poor thing has to crawl around the house. It's very, I don't know if it's sad because you've got such a smile on your face, but like if you didn't, it would be very sad. It would, so I don't. Like, <laughs> whatever. Just it letting everybody what, else know. It is what it is. We're going to start doing videos of what would be ugliness, except that we have to laugh at it. Otherwise, we'd be crying all the time. So we're going to start doing videos of what it's like to be us. And it's not all that fun. It's going to, we'll have to figure out a new Instagram for it. Great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got to, or actually, it'll be in the autoimmunity one, I guess. Anyway, look forward to that. Uh, Series 1 Films is more than just films. They can set you up with effective marketing solutions like press releases on major news sites, they can scale your rank on Google, and they can produce cinematic content for your automotive brand or business needs. Simply check them out by going to Series1Films.com, Series1Films.com. Series1Films.com. That's right, and the one is a number one on that one, just like the three in Loof. It's Loof, uh, Zoof, Zoof 3, Zoof 3. Correct. I was calling it Zooft. I kept calling it Zooft, and you're I like, know. it's Zoof. I'm like, I got it. <laughs> Zooft is short for Zoofenhaus. I know. I thought it was Zooftenhausen. I thought it was Zooft. It was my fault. It was my own. I thought Pat, I, th I thought it was Patrick Swayze okay. for years, too. So I have my own issues. <laughs> I thought Patrick Swayze. His name was Swayze. Patrick Swayze. I don't know why I thought that. It's the oh. same problem. Hmm. Um, Jack, I love you, buddy. Thank you, man. Love it's you guys really great also. to see you. Um, congrats on the event. I can't. We'll we'll see you on the twenty second one way or the other. What? But it's a nighttime it's, event. We're yeah. triple booked. See now we can't. We're triple booked on that night. Oh really? The, there's the comedy at the Marconi for for Guido Cocomello who did our show down there. That is going on. Also, Christian James Hand, who I brought up earlier in the session, is doing that live show that he invited us to here on the show. And it's now Zuppenhausen is a nighttime event. It's a busy night. Busy day. <sighs> see you at all three. I don't know how we're gonna do it. We'll figure it out. I want to do all three. They all sound great. Well, we'd love to have you there. Um, it's great. I love you. Stiglet, yeah. we love you too. Uh, love to your family. I had a great time with your dad up at, uh, your dad made the uh, the post-Sunday Memorial GVBC, and it was great to see him as usual. So right. love you. We love you. We love you. We love everybody at home. Please love one another, and um, we'll see you next week. No, we'll see you Thursday with the Marconis. The Marconis apparently are going to bring us a big game show size check for whatever 
whatever oh, cool. we got from doing the fundraiser down there. Nice. So th- I think they'll be making a little contribution to uh, yeah, that was to great, the Autoimmunity Foundation as well. I d- you weren't there. No, oh, I Jesus. saw. I, I just you had me. No, I wasn't. You just had me. Well, I watched it. <laughs> no, but I thought I had a little spell there because I, there were a lot no. of people there. But, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought I forgot, which I've been doing these days. Do you, is your memory getting shit as you get older? My memory's going to hell these days. Yeah, it's normal. Really? You know, the short term. And glasses. Like, <laughs> and glasses. And See, glasses. I have to carry them with me now. All right. I lost the show card. Here we go. All right. We're done. Good night, everybody. Love you. Good night. <laughs>